Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Two Preachers Podcast. We're just two preachers talking, trying to figure this thing out. If you've made it to this episode, then uh, you are braver than most all other people. Amen. Uh, And I would personally like to say kudos to you if you made it past our initial episodes and you're still around. Please slog along with us. Yes. Yeah, we're figuring this, just trying to figure this thing out. This is added to our list of of goals of figuring out. My name is Ben James. I'm the pastor at First Church of Christ in Grayson, Kentucky, and I'm joined here in studio today by my good friend. Josh Schmidt. What's up, people? Uh, Just wanted to give you a heads up. This is not a new co-host. The frog in my voice today is due to a generous helping of a common cold that was thrown down on me, Ben. So I'm glad to be here. I'm Pastor First Baptist Grayson. Really enjoying our podcast so far, Ben. Yeah. So what's been going on with you this morning? I don't know. Well, uh, we you've mentioned the last podcast that we work out together, uh, which I think was a humble brag, to be honest. Just you were telling people that we're fit and oh, so absolutely. thankful for that. Uh, you're going to see the selfie of the pre-recording selfie that we just took, and, and fitness is going to be the first for word sure. for both of us. For sure. You, yeah. So today was leg day, which means that I did have oh, to come up day. here in a wheelchair. <laughs> and uh, I just want to give a shout-out really quick. Ben uh, gave me some bread this morning. Um, if you can call it that, Ben. Yeah. It had yeah. eggs and bacon and all kinds of Some good cheese stuff. Cheese and it. almond flour. And yeah. Um, that Ernie, his mother, made. So, Ernie, if you're listening, like a dutiful mother who loves your son, um, know that you have a friend at First Baptist Grayson, and he would love to have that bread as often as possible. <laughs> it was absolutely it delicious. Yeah. Just keep it coming. How about you, Ben? How's your morning going? It, it's been an interesting morning. You know, leg day, which is the most despised day of just about anyone who frequents the gym. That leg day is the absolute worst uh, beyond any argument and shadow of a doubt. But then I get to church. I, you know, I'm getting ready for the day. And you said after the first recording that, hey, I'm going to try to sound less NPR-ish <laughs> this time. You know, he, he felt like he sounded like an NPR radio guy. Right. You know, you got this little little thing going on in your throat. Uh, we're just trying to battle off some things. And last night, I I felt that kind of creeping in as I was announcing a basketball game. And then, you know, so I took some medicine last night, got up this morning, felt pretty good. And I thought, hey, I'm just going to get a good jump on this, make sure I'm consuming plenty of vitamin C this morning. So I grab a bottle of water in my office. I empty an emergency. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the show, but hey, emergency! If you're listening, yeah, and we would love to have yeah, you, yeah, come come aboard. Uh, but to get just some good, you know, good vitamins in my system, well, I make the mistake of not taking a drink out of the water first. Mm. Uh, so it's like right there, yikes! Um, and just didn't put a lot of forethought into it, and um, had a fizzing, <laughs> over bubbling explosion. Oh, no, and here I am. At the chair in my at my desk, uh, getting up, running into yeah. holding this bottle that's fizzing <laughs> over all over my hands onto my carpet and everything, trying to get it into the sink quickly yeah. enough. And by the time I get in there, it's done. Filled so, with the spirit, man. That's what yeah, it felt just like. overflowing. I love it, man. Flowing <laughs> rivers of living water flowing, man. I love it. So uh, the heart rate was up. You know, it wasn't yeah. just enough to get the heart rate going at the gym this morning. We decided right. to come in here, and I just you know playing around with some uh, vitamins. I'm looking around, and you know. Just to kind of again unveil the curtain on what's going on, we we are in what I would describe as a cupboard 
or a broom closet, mm-hmm. and uh, it is smaller, uh, and I imagine that I am contagious. And so, Ben, I'm very thankful to be able to pass this sickness on to you, and I hope that you'll continue that. That's the Acts 242 living in community kind of thing, man. And you may hear some uh, some laughing and some noise in the background. We have uh, have some people here. The church building is being used for church purposes today, so we're not going to, we're not going to try to mask that, but. Uh, Man, the, we've got a little uh, sweet situation going on in the kitchen yeah. of some chocolate-covered strawberries and cheesecake yeah. bites, and uh, that was difficult to walk past this yeah, morning. Yeah, walked uh, past sweet ladies with cheesecake uh, and told them to get behind me, Satan, because I wasn't <laughs> wasn't going to do that today, but I don't know what might happen in 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And just a, a disclaimer, we, we both enjoy banter. We both we enjoy do. sarcasm and uh, laughing. Yes. I will go ahead and just warn everyone that I am very likely to break repeatedly. Mm. Um, just if you know Josh and you know Josh's sense of humor, he is a very funny guy. Thanks, Sometimes very overtly funny, <laughs> but he also has this dry, stoic, yeah. sarcastic sense of humor to him also that he can just make make statements deadpan. Completely and totally deadpanned, uh, so I, I'm I'm liable to break. Honestly, I think it's my my biggest spiritual gift really, <laughs> is biting sarcasm and and overt criticism. Um, if I had to describe Ben and I's sense of humor, Ben uh, has just an overwhelming force of dad jokes oh, that are excellent. Thank you. Um, thank now, to see, him. That's why we're they're friends. excellent to him. And then well, see, mine you could have gone without that. <laughs> my, mine is more just biting sarcasm that often comes off as personal attacks unintentionally. <laughs> so throughout this, please know that I, I try not to be a terrible person, but Ben will often drop jokes that are terrible. <laughs> yeah, and he just has no choice but to respond. So anyhow, moving along with the episode. Yeah, let's do that. Now that, now that we've rambled enough. We're talking today that um, about something that I think that all of us, you and I both I know for sure, yeah. and probably all of our listeners have a likeness with the Apostle Paul when we say, that we do not speak as ones who have arrived Amen. or have obtained this. And and this may just be the disclaimer of our show, show. Every topic that we have, we've not arrived, we've not obtained it, but we are continually trying to find firmer footing, so to speak, especially on our topic today, which is finding balance between life and ministry. So just let's both have a little bit of a moment of transparency here. How well do you feel like, Pastor Josh, that you do with finding this balance? Well, I, honestly, I, I think that I might need to get those words of the Apostle Paul etched on my tombstone because <laughs> I, I've, I've not reached anything what I would consider to be a, a, a solid balance in this. And so to our listeners today, I do apologize. Throughout the episode today, I'm likely going to be the one that's asking questions um, because I think Ben's got a lot of insight on this, having been in ministry for uh, nine decades now, Ben, I think, eight, nine yep. decades. I'm trying to catch Methuselah. Right. Um, and so uh, I've just been in ministry, uh, in vocational ministry for two years now, um, and I'm still trying to figure out this perfect balance. And so I think um, part of the reason we struggle with it, Ben, is because uh, we have this vocational calling. I mean, God's called us to this. We genuinely believe that. And so there is it's more than just a job. You know, we're pursuing something which is the church for his his name, his kingdom, his glory. And at the same time, he's also called us to be fathers, husbands, uh, family members, all of these things. And so figuring out a perfect balance, man, I don't know. What about you, Ben? What's it look like in your life? Well, it's um, unbalanced. yeah, uh, that's that's for certain. And I, I think that you touched on something. Um, 
really important. And number one, let's recognize that this is not just a vocational ministry struggle. Right. right. Uh, you know, I've you know, you and I are both very, very blessed to be able to have this as our focus, Amen. our ministry, yeah. our pastorate as our focus. I spent the better part of fifteen years in bivocational mm. ministry, um, pastoring a church, planting a church, working at least one full-time job, sometimes multiple right. jobs, just in order to kind of pay the bills, you know, and provide. So, you know, there's there's always going to be this striving to find balance. And it's not just that full-time pastors need to strive to find this, but anyone in ministry of any sort, you need to find balance. And that's a continuous struggle of dedicating enough time to my ministry. Yeah my church, my wife, my family. And and I think that this is just one of those things that we have to look and remember that all three areas, our relationship with God, yeah. our relationship with our spouse, and our relationship with our family, scripturally, all three mirror our relationship with Him. Our relationship with God, you know, as people see that playing out, that is a reflection of our relationship with That's Him. That's good. Our relationship with our spouses. You know, that's the two shall become one. And and then our family. It's biblically instructed that the way that we relate to our family is a reflection on our relationship with God. So I think that that's one of the things that's that's overlooked most often in the hierarchy, if we want to put it, because, you know, we've got these formulas of God, family, church, or God, church, family, you know, and I I don't know that there needs to be a hierarchy here because they're all three critically important to our relationship with God. And I think that if we elevate one above the other or consider one less important than the other, then we are incomplete in one of our areas of our relationship with God. That's good. So I think it's heartening for me specifically to think that this isn't just a struggle with those who are serving in vocational full-time ministry. Mm. Uh, I can't imagine the struggle would be less. I'm sure it's more for those who are bivocational, but even for those who are lay leaders in our church. Um, I'm a Baptist. I mentioned that uh, last week and, and this week as well. And we, uh, being a Baptist, we are uh, very heavy on committees. I mean, we've got a committee on committees. I feel like we should probably have a committee on committees on committees, man. I mean, we're just very committee heavy. Did you get committee approval to do this podcast? <laughs> you know what? I probably should have. Uh, next business meeting, <laughs> okay, I probably okay. we can't release these right now for that reason. No. So I had a committee meeting last night um, with some great lay leaders in our church, and all of us just took a moment and lamented the fact that we don't have more time to serve. And so I think um, not just for us pastors, but also for the lay leaders in our church, there is a desire to do more, but they're also struggling with that same balance. That's why this podcast is important, not just for pastors, but for everybody. So I I would ask you, Ben, because you're old hat at this, and honestly, I look to you as a mentor and a friend and an example for work, life, and ministry balance. What does this start to look like for us? What ways do we um, experience or work through balance in our lives? Well, I think that first we need to find biblical footing, you know, biblical um, understanding, and and it's from cover to cover you see these um, these references and yeah. these examples. But I think a couple that I would like to uh, just throw out a couple passages real quickly: Ephesians five sixteen, um, you know, says redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. You know, we need to recognize that our time is a gift from God and to make the most of our time, whether it be in that moment making the most of our time serving our church, Mm. being a spouse, 
or being a father, being a parent, you know, being a friend, being a brother or sister. And then we look at uh, Colossians 4, 5, says, walk in wisdom uh, toward them that are without redeeming the time. So, I mean, time is a gift from God. It is. And that's something that we can't, um, you know, that we can't overlook. And one of the things that we always hear and that we always say is that I just don't have enough time. Hmm. I just, I don't have enough time. And I ran across this uh, J. Oswald Sanders quote that says, God has given us all the time we need to do everything that he desires for us to do. That's excellent. So there's there's a prioritization. You know, there's a priority that we have to place on what we do, when we do it, and where we do it. Um, but I think that there's a, a few practical things that we can look at in a ministry standpoint that will help us to uh, find this balance. Uh, and I think one is understand the responsibility of a family. Mm. You know, we um, th- there is a a calling pattern that we see in Scripture. You know, it's in Genesis. It's our relationship to God first. Right. Period. That goes. That is above and beyond everything else. Our relationship with God. Then we see our relationship with our family. That was established next. Uh, and then you know the um, you know we see that with our spouses, our our children, and and then the church. And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to establish a hierarchy. High. You got this. Whew, struggle, man. Hierarchical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to. Create a bullet point list. There you go. I like uh, it. As as my dad used to say, this word that I'm getting ready to try to pronounce is going to be a good old good and right here. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but we we need to understand that uh, you know God's initial plan was our relationship with Him, but marriage is also God's plan. That's you know, right. We see that in Genesis two twenty through twenty five. We see the Book of Psalm talking about the joy of children in Psalm one twenty seven. But then there's also the responsibility of a God given ministry. Uh, you know, First Timothy one eleven through fourteen. Uh, so, you know, we've we've got to find this and live in this moment that I'm thankful for everything that God has given me because I think that if we start reaching a place of burnout, yeah. then we're almost starting to look at what we're doing with a lens of obligation instead of a lens of thankfulness and gratefulness for what God's given us. There's so much that's so prevalent, uh, not just in ministry, but among our lay leaders, that burnout where um, they, they're going and they're going and they're going and they feel this uh, incredible burden to serve and to serve and to serve. And it's really easy when you're in that grind to forget that God has given us time to redeem not just for our church but for our family, like you said. Um, so I think for me personally, and this, again, an area that I'm not perfect at, um, it's about setting clear expectations for every party involved. The church needs to have clear expectations for the pastor as to what it looks like for them to serve the body and what it looks like for them to serve their family. Yeah. The The pastor needs to have clear expectations to the church. This is the time in which I'm going to invest everything I have um, to the church. And to really actually do that, like you've mentioned all these passages about us taking care of the time that we've been given by God, not to be lazy and not to waste time, but to pursue the ministry of the church and to uh, the Ephesians 4 model of mm-hmm. equipping the saints to do the ministry. And there needs to be a clear expectation between the pastor and his family yes. that this moment that I have that I have with you, I'm going to be invested in that as well. I'm not going to be you know, on my phone. I'm not going to be doing mm-hmm. all these things that are distracting. 
But instead, I'm giving this to you because God's given it to me as a gift first. And he's given me you as a gift. And so what we do, uh, just practically in my own family, Ben, uh, we've set aside one one day a week. Uh, It's Friday uh, where my wife and I and our son Benjamin, that's our day. And, and unless there is just, it has to be the biggest emergency yeah. in the yeah. world, that's our day. It's our personal Sabbath where we're together and we spend the whole day together and we do fun together um, and we're just together. And that's that's my joy. That's our family's joy. Uh, in the same way, my wife understands that there are a lot of uh, nights or, or days where I'm just going to have to be taken away because of ministry. And that's not bad. That's a blessing. We are blessed to be able to participate in this. And the church also has a clear expectation for me that I'm going to be a father and mm-hmm. I'm going to be a husband. I'm going to do these things because if I can't pastor my family well, I can't pastor yeah. the church well. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we've done. We've set clear expectations mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah, and that's there has to be expectations. But there also, I think it's important to have um, healthy, frequent, regular communication Good. between you and your spouse. Good. Now, and, and you and your church also have these expectations. But... From a family standpoint, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're you're married to a pastor, you're married to a minister, someone in a ministry lead, do not be afraid to check in on them. Ask them yeah. how they're doing. You yeah. know, ask pointed questions. And and leaders, pastors, we have to be open with and honest and transparent with our families. Of you know, this is how are we doing? You know, how are we doing with this concept? What what adjustments? might we need to make you know if if something's out of balance one way or the other is is there an out you know an area out of balance and is is there a solution to this what can we do and i think that as you're having these times of communication with one another and and i have them with my elders um, re- regularly they That's check awesome. in on me and and i came into this with an you know with telling them that Hey, if I get to the place that I'm, I've been in this long enough that I recognize the signs of burnout. I can see the beginning signs of burnout, and I've be, I've reached that burnout point far too many times, and I don't ever want to go back there. So I reach an agreement with my elders that hey, if I see myself starting to slide into that, I'm going to let you know, uh, and I do that. That's good. You know, I've I've a, a couple times just said, hey, this is not reaching a, a point in ministry overall, but there's one area here that I'm being pulled towards so much, almost on a consistent basis, and and I'm I'm growing tiresome. You know, I'm be this is beginning to be a overwhelming burden. And I'm asking you you don't have to help, you don't have to supply the help, but I'm asking you to speak into my life and help me find balance. That's excellent. Where this is concerned. I love the the dual accountability of that, that there, there's both an accountability of the church to you to make sure that you are pursuing that which is good, but also you're taking care of yourself. And then there's an accountability on your part that, hey, I'm going to let you guys know when this becomes a problem. And I think there needs to be that uniformly across the church. Amen. When, when we notice people in our church that are maybe lay leaders or maybe on our staff and, and they're going at it as hard as they possibly can um, continuously without taking time for their family and uh, without taking time for a period of rest, we need to help them recognize that burnout is not beneficial for their spiritual walk. It's not of any help to the church. We need them to step back. And that's hard sometimes, Ben. Oh, well, it, it, again, what we said in our initial recording, that the root of so much of what we're going to talk about in our struggles is pride. Absolutely. It is so difficult for us to 
come to someone and say, hey, I can't be the significant doer of this thing right now. I can't yeah. be the primary. And yeah. and I think that that uh, you know delegation. I think learning to delegate. Yeah. Uh, learning to trust other people because that's my biggest challenge with delegation is operating out of fear yeah. that it won't be done to the standard. And I'll air quote that for everyone to see. <laughs> um, to the standard that I have in my mind of what it should be done. And that comes down to a pride issue it, it, it of, not say, of thinking that they can't do it as well as I can. We've had this conversation before. I, I think in my own personal walk here now for two years in ministry, my biggest struggle by far has been a an unwillingness to delegate things to people who are capable of doing them not because I want to do them myself, but because I am swelled with sinful pride. Amen. And yeah. so I, I've got to move away from that. Um, for, for me personally, though, when we get to this point where there are people that are struggling and you can tell that maybe they're at a point of burning out because they haven't figured out that balance of ministry life and their their um, personal life, it you know it's really easy for us to just take a step back because i don't know about you but i've got so many people in my church that are making me look so much better than i actually am because oh, they're working every day. so yeah. hard yeah. and so it's hard to pull the reins back because we want them to continue doing what they're doing but we're not shepherding well when we do this yeah. so pastors let me encourage you please please when you notice people in your church who are struggling because of the hand that they've been dealt or the 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 hard work that they're doing give them the freedom to step back and take a break, yeah, because it's the same thing we would want them to do for us. Yeah, well, and, and speaking a little bit deeper into that, I'm coming off of a season right. Well, I'm in the middle of a season right now where we are endeavoring into some new outreach type ministries and doing some different things as a church, and I am having to have intentional conversations with several of our people that are almost working themselves to death to yeah. begin with, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm telling them. I don't mind you in this area being part of the wheel. Yeah. I just you don't need to be a main cog in it. You, yeah. you don't need to be the center of the wheel. Or you don't need sure. to be if you want to be a part of this, then show up and enjoy it and do what you can in the moment, but you don't need to be taking something else on and that's really difficult for number 1 for people to hear for sure. and number 2 for a leader to actually do. So with that being said, Josh, let's let's kind of get really super practical here yeah. because we, we have been practical to a point, but let's let's start talking about uh, the day-to-day operations kind of things uh, in our lives. I think one thing that you and I have alluded to a couple times in, in, in our episodes is the regularity of, of exercise that we get in our lives. You know, just the exercising consistently, whether that's, you know, walking, jogging, biking, like you and I do, go to the gym uh, to lift weights and get some cardio in it. I think that that's so super important for us. And one that's one of the areas that pastors in particular have neglected for so long is that we encourage our congregations to be spiritually yeah, healthy, and we'll right. preach sermons on it. We we encourage them to be emotionally healthy, healthy of the, you know, the soul level, yeah. and we'll preach sermons on them. But physical health... And the way that we eat and what we consume can sometimes kind of get off into it's the periphery. It's really easy to, to neglect that and to make excuses for that. Mm. I, I've been so guilty of that my entire ministry, Ben. 
you know, oh, I'm always uh, on the road and I don't have time to exercise and it's so easy to run through a drive through and do this. Um, one of the things that, uh, honestly, you've helped me realize and my wife and, and even uh, leaders in the church have helped me realize is that we're called on to glorify God even with our bodies and with our activities and what we're doing. And part of that is uh, pursuing uh, physical fitness so that we can continue in ministry and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I hate exercising. You know yeah. this. Like It's my least favorite thing in the world. Um, every morning when we go to the gym, I think of new ways to hit you with a weight. That's <laughs> and you can see it in your eyes. Oh, I know. It's I know. not hidden. There's a Cain Abel thing going on <laughs> between us. Do not mask yeah, it well the, if you're the trying. The gym floor is going to cry out with your blood, I'm afraid. But I'm... I'm I'm learning to love it because I know that it's going to enable me to pursue both ministry and my family better because of the longevity it's going to give me. Healthy for ministry. Amen. That's that's, that's what I've kind of adopted in my head, that God has gifted me a ministry, one in which I do not deserve, one in which I'm not qualified for one in which I mess up far more often than what I ever want to or need to, but God has gifted that to me out of his abundant grace in my life. And I, part of my stewardship of that, just like my personal prayer time, my relationship with him, my Bible reading, my Bible study, all of those things are stewarding that calling and that gifting on my life, Mm -hmm. I feel. But there's also a stewarding of the level that I'm able to, to function at in ministry, and part of that big part of that's my health. Yeah, so practically as well, um, take care of your health, guys and gals. It's okay to have fun. Yes. I, I know we in ministry sometimes yes. we we um, make it seem like we just don't have time to enjoy anything. And I think there's even a deeper, deeper level, Ben, where sometimes we act like it's sinful to enjoy Sack, things. Sackcloth and ashes. That's exactly right, thing, all the yeah. time. Uh, I, I love the Puritans. I read after the Puritans quite a bit. We, we don't have to be puritanical with our understanding of fun and enjoyment. So a couple of practical things that I'm not perfect at yet, Ben, and my wife, if she listens to this, she will attest to that. Um, don't Please don't send us an email, Lauren. But um, <laughs> date your wife still. Yeah, I mean, be be yeah. with your family. Take take them out to do fun things. If you don't have money, brew a pot of coffee and go down and throw rocks at the river. I mean, there's so many things that you could do. I'm glad you said at the river. At the I, river. I was a little yeah, worried about what we were going to throw we're, rocks at. There. I mean, I can literally hit your office I mean, from we, my office. We are with talking a rock. about a cane and Abel thing. We're not too not far Not that I have done that. that as recently as this morning, <laughs> but I I can do that. But just have fun with your family, man. God's given them uh, to you for this specific season of your life. And your 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 daughter uh, is graduated high school and college now, and so you're in this new season. We, we have a young son at two, and we're watching his progression. And I recognize that one day I'm going to send Benjamin off, and he's going to go to college, and, and things are going to be a new period of transition. I've only been given this time right now. Yeah. Got to have fun with my family yeah. because I love them and God's given them to me. Yeah. Well, you, you spoke about seasons. I think that kind of leads us into another thing: is the you know seek God for wisdom in the present. That's right. Seek God for wisdom for right now. We are in the middle of February right now. It's when we're recording this. Who knows when it'll release? But that's when we're recording it, and we will soon be coming out of winter, going into spring. I think that we can look at the physical. Uh, changing of seasons and and glean some lessons for um, not only physical seasons in our lives, but also spiritual seasons and seasons within our obligations uh, within the ministry. Absolutely. Um, you know, we go from summer to fall, 
and it's not that big. I mean, there's a transition there, right. but that season change isn't isn't as violent. You know, we go from spring to summer. You hardly even notice that, really, other than the temperature. Um, you know, you go fall to winter. Again, it's not that big. You can tell changes, but man, this one that we're getting ready to enter into this, you don't just go to bed one night and it's 17 degrees and snowing and you wake up the next morning and it's 70 and sunshiny and everything's in bloom. There is an element of the old season hanging on and the new season forcing itself in, and that can be filled with tension Mm. at times. And I think that especially from a ministry standpoint, we have that same thing that happens. And we have to recognize that Josh, there are going to be seasons when the majority of my time is dedicated to this church, is dedicated to this ministry, is dedicated to what we're doing. And, you know, I just I have to communicate that to my wife. It's like, listen, I know you're frustrated. I'm sorry. I know I, my daughter invited me to come down this weekend. And I just I had to say, baby, I can't. Yeah. I've just got this going. It's just it's a season thing. Yeah. And there will be seasons where you have that. But don't don't set that standard that that has to be every season. Not every season in ministry has to look the same. That's good. Allow that to balance out in the next season. Yeah. If you get a moment, and that's another point of communication that I have with my elders is like, guys, I'm going hard right now. You know, with ministry, when this settles, I am going to. I'm not going to totally disconnect from the church and my responsibilities. But if I get a chance, I'm going to detach a little bit and just have some downtime. You even see Jesus do that in the scriptures. Jesus would go through periods of ministry and then, then would go away and spend time in prayer and be separated from everybody. If Jesus is the example, man, we ought to follow him. Uh, I, I love that seasonal idea. Um, I've heard another pastor describe it as rhythms of ministry. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, it's hard for him to have any sort of uh, specificity in his schedule or any sort of, you know, routine in his schedule. He just uh, gives everything up to the Spirit and says, I exist in rhythms. Sometimes that means I'm going to have less time for my family. Sometimes that means I'm going to have less time for my church. But practically, just lean into that. Understand that this is just a season. This is just a rhythm. This isn't going to be um, a continuous pattern and exist in the present with God's wisdom, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts, questions? Lord, help me. Uh, Help us to do better. And and, uh, friends who are listening, um, pray that God would give you further clarity and wisdom as to how to navigate this season that you're in. Understand that it's not evil for you to step aside from a specific ministry for a period to be with your family. And it's also not evil for you to pursue ministry at times um, and and be without your family while you're doing it. That's just a rhythm of life. Yeah. I'm going to end this section with this. And and once this is done, do not go anywhere. If you hear the music, that's just our fancy way of doing a segue. Yeah. But in in my kind of closing thoughts on finding this balance between ministry and life, leaders lead with the long term in mind. Love it. Lead with the long game in mind and understanding that you are called to ministry for life. And you know, it ministry requires so many resources, so much energy, and balance is something that we have to have in order for us to maintain a long-term ministry. Yeah. Uh, don't feel like you have to be the doer of all significant things. Josh, if I become the doer of all significant things, 
then nothing gets done significantly. I could not agree more. And that's just one of the – but understand that you're leading with vision for the long term. Let's hope Jesus comes back tomorrow. Amen. But if he doesn't, how are we leading past today? So that would just be my final exhortation and encouragement to you as leaders. Um, Lead with the long game in mind. Uh, If you guys have any thoughts, any questions um, that you would like for us to – to just make us aware of some of the ways that you've battled with balance in ministry and life. We'd love to hear from you, Two Preachers Talking at gmail.com or any of our social media accounts you can reach us on there. If you've enjoyed this, uh, give us a five-star rating on our all your podcasting apps. Five-star, no five four, stars. no uh, three. If you have a four-star rating, no negativity. you can take that somewhere else. Uh, if you have any complaints uh, about this episode specifically, I'd love to hear them. You can email me at benjames at firstchurch.com. Yeah. That's a good email address. Send it to that one, and that will that'll that'll land right exactly where it needs to land. <laughs> so, okay, segue music. Yes, yes. Okay. We can, <laughs> let's please do that every time. Segway music, just the most rough break transition ever. Okay, so coming out of that train wreck, Josh, the two <laughs> questions that we like to ask all the time. Number one, what are you reading? Number two, what are you listening to? Yeah, so right now uh, I have a discipleship group with a couple of uh, men in my church who feel called to ministry, and we're reading Expositional Preaching by David Helm. It's been mm-hmm. super helpful, Ben. Uh, Just finished that not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's from the Nine Mark series, mm-hmm. um, and so we're early into that, really enjoying it. Uh, and listening to, uh, I'm a big fan of Sovereign Grace Music. I'm not sure if you've heard them before, yep. Ben. They've taken a John Newton poem, actually. I asked the Lord that I might grow and turn that into a song, and I was listening to that this morning. Excellent, excellent stuff, man. How about you? What are you reading? What are you listening to? I am currently rereading Something Has to Change by David Platt. Oh, my. Uh, That's a challenging one. Oh, goodness. And church leaders in particular pick that up. Um, it's, It's a very, very challenging, very convicting read. But I'm listening to a podcast called American History Tellers. goes back, looks at some of the events in American history, and gives us a deeper, more narrative look at the events that have shaped our nation. I like it. Listeners, uh, you can give us uh, suggestions as to what we should be reading or listening to. We'd love to hear them. You can reach us again at twopreacherstalking at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have suggestions for us in the future, please let us know. Oh,